It's going to be a great podcast today because I am with my new friend here, Brad Richardson, who is a still photographer and is crazy. He's in the same industry that I'm in. He does stills. I do the moving pictures and we love fishing. I'm so excited for this conversation. Brad, are you excited? I'm super excited, man. I'm so glad that you got me on here, man. I've been following for a while and your stuff is just knocking out of the park stuff. So I'm, I'm very happy to be here. I'm glad you invited me. Well, you're buttering me up. It should be a great podcast. This isn't another fishing podcast. This is another fishing podcast. Hey dude. Um, so yeah, like we officially met at Redcrest. And uh, so Redcrest is uh, Bass Pro, the Bass Pro Tours Championship. But we had uh, we had met, well, we kind of met online, if you will. And I'm not, I can't exactly remember the circumstances of that. But um, I, I know since I've been doing, you know, social media stuff, it's just like these people come into your life and um, and they could be in, you know, different parts of the country, even, you know, the world, which is really, really exciting. Right. Um, but it, it's so awesome when you like share a, a common love for, you know, a sport, the sport of fishing. It just doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't matter where you're at, you know, um, what age you are. I mean, it, it's it's such a common it's a, it brings people together so well. It feels like you're one of those guys where when we started connecting on social media. And then when I finally saw you, uh, you know, at Redcrest, I was like, yeah, I know this guy, right. You know, and we'd never met before. <laughs> so, so you're, so I'm in Minnesota, you're in Illinois, right? Yep. I'm right at the Wisconsin border. So I'm like two minutes into Illinois. Okay. So yeah, you're opinion, on the wrong side of the line, but we'll leave it at that. I don't want to get controversial <laughs> here. I really don't. Oh, it's, you know, maybe a little bit, but yeah, yeah I, I feel for people that live in Indiana or Illinois, like um, I, when I was young, my, my parents were con uh, contemplating going to Columbus. And I remember looking at stuff through like the Columbus. Oh no, that's Ohio. No, no, no. So here's the thing. Yeah. There's three States. There's three States. I wouldn't want to be from Col uh, Ohio, Illinois, and Indiana. And I apologize to anybody that, 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 you know, um, you know, I'm offending right now, but, but Ohio, I think might be the worst. There's just not like, like the Ohio river is just atrocious. It's just like, it's got the worst reputation as a bass fishery, but I, I consider Illinois, I've been through Illinois a ton, obviously eerie and is amazing. And, you know, um, but, and gr granted, I mean, I, there's, there's awesome fisher fisheries everywhere. Right. But just in general, I feel like, um, Boy, it's tough in those in those states. I would say there's not as many opportunities. What What do you think? What am I saying? Do you you yeah. agree? You think I'm an idiot? No, I agree. I agree. You know, the one cool thing I, I do like about where I live, um, you know, Midwest in general, all of the changing of seasons that we have, the multi species that we have. Um, for me, I'm up in the Great Lakes a lot, as far as Green Bay and Door County, Sturgeon Bay, all that kind of stuff. Multi species chasing trophies. And that kind of thing. So to have that two and a half hours away um, is super cool. And then other than that, as far as locally, uh, to kind of fill the gap 
I have a local pond that I that I use. I it's actually a private lake, and I bought property there so that I could access the lake just so that I could use it for fishing, sure, and photography and, and that kind of thing. And so it's an actually a, an awesome lake, and it has amazing uh, bass fishing. So largemouth specifically. So that that's one that kind of fills in the gaps of the other species that Green Bay doesn't uh, offer. You know, so, but other than that, um, that's as far as Illinois goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised here. No, so, no, no. I, I, I hear you. So you, you're proud. You know, you're proud of Illinois. Just like no, I'm, I'm proud not. of minute. Oh, you're not. You're not proud of. No, I'm stuck here. Okay. Well, I'm, I look at it. I'm kind of insane because <laughs> cheers, by the way. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Here's to 2022. We've been in this uh, year for a little while now, and I don't know yeah. what to think of it. The last two were too long of coldness. That's all I know mm-hmm. so far. This the spring has been out of control. I mean, right when we think everything's going to break and we're going to actually start enjoying what we've been waiting for all winter long. Next thing you know, it's know. winter again. I know. I'm like, when is it going to quit? You know. So we got uh, great weather tomorrow. It's going to be in the 60s and sunny, and I'm going fishing. Yep um tomorrow afternoon and then what is it saturday is a beautiful day it's like 70 you guys are going to get beautiful yeah. weather as well yeah. yeah and then boom we're back to 10 15 degrees below normal and it's gonna throw off everything and i i don't know what kind of a weather pattern this is but um it's it's absolutely the worst and it had happened here's the thing so my wife uh the most wonderful woman. Uh, and, and I don't, uh, talk about her near enough because some things I'd like to keep private, you know? Sure. Um, but, but she, she really is, um, uh, just the perfect for me, but she is becoming, uh, more and more, uh, how do you say she's the, 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 the Minnesota <laughs> weather is making her quite weary. Okay. And, and here I am gallivanting around the country and, you know, I was in Texas recently and it was in, I mean, the last day was absolutely gorgeous. I used to take pictures and, you know, Hey, you doing selfies out on the boat, you know, yeah. I no longer do that uh, because she sees that I'm out in the, this beautiful weather. And, and my, my job is, is, you know, I'm not trying to, there are a lot of jobs that are, are more difficult than when I do, but it can be quite taxing. And uh, it's not like I'm on vacation when I'm, I'm working, but I do, I am lucky in the, in the regard that I am able to visit areas that are warmer. You know, when we start the season, we're down in the South. And then as it gets, as it gets warmer, too warm down there, we head North, but I'm in much better weather than, than, is going on up here and well you get to get teased with some nice weather when other people can't have that right right and so she's up here holding down the fort and it's it's just um (laughs) it can be and to have a a spring winter spring like this um and i've been on the road like march was crazy yeah it's it's been it's been uh it's it's been taxing so my wife and i are in the process of trying to figure out how and it's not like we're making oodles and oodles of money either. Um, how can we bail in, in the winter to it's, it's just for 
mainly, I mean, I think it'd be great. Don't get me wrong, but really for her mental health and for my mental health, because of course, you know, the adage, happy wife, happy life. Um, It's, I guess, you know, I saw that forecast. I saw the 10 day, the 10 day will just, the 10 day forecast this spring is just, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a straight square kick in the, the, the nuts, man. (laughs) And, um, and so, yeah, this, this uh, next week, it's, I, I don't know when it's going to end, but we're in in uh, some kind of a satanic weather pattern is the only thing I can figure. I agree. So and enough I, about yeah, I don't, go ahead. looking at social media. I don't think anybody would disagree with you because everybody's saying the same thing. So, uh, yeah, we're all there. Yeah, I, um, I my my wife has been she's been featured in, in uh, plenty of things that I've done. But um, I don't know. I'm not just I just. I don't know. I, I, uh, especially when I'm doing something like this, I, there's part of me where I can be very shy and like with, with, uh, my wife, there's, I don't know, I'm kind of protective, I guess, but you, you'll, we'll bring, we'll bring my, well, maybe she might just arrive here. Um, you know, while we're doing this podcast, it's very possible. So, okay. Um, but I digress. I want to talk about you and, it's not interesting. It's it's. I'm sure it's very interesting. In fact, I I know it's interesting. You're wearing a sweatshirt. One of my favorite rod companies. In fact, I'm going all to St. Croix. Uh, so you are an eaten up fisherman. Uh, the fact that you're in the in the industry is super important. I think, um, and as fishing, I think as it gets more and more popular, I. Uh, I've said this many times. I think fishing is cool now. I've always thought fishing is cool. But what sure. I mean by that is. Uh, youth, uh, you know, young anglers, there is this buzz that I feel that's going on that I've never seen in fishing before. I think yeah. the college um, programs have a lot to do with that. I think social media, just you look at social media and fishing, it's right. cool. It, right. Conventional fishing, I mean, it's cool. Whereas like, kind of back in the day, cool was, you know, fly fishing was cool, but now it's kind of everything in fishing, which... Right. I'm really excited about um, because I used to get stuffed in a locker. Okay. For, for wearing a, a Shimano hat that never happened. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but, it would have been a good story, uh, though. but, uh, but it is cool to see how, you know, there's this you know, young anglers are excited about fishing seems to be more popular. Um, I think as you know, this, this youth movement and as they get older, you're going to see more people um, that really are passionate about fishing, getting into the industry. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was, I, you know, we're probably in some ways kind of, I don't know. I think we're probably similar age, but you know, I was an outlier a little bit when I got into video production, I, there wasn't a whole lot of guys like me that were eaten up with fishing that were doing the, vi- you know, doing video production. So right. tell me how you, um, tell me your journey, how you got into fishing, and then, you know, your love of still photography and, and how those two coupled together. Yeah. Well, uh, pretty much born in a fishing family. I, you know, really didn't have a choice. I mean, it was part of my DNA, I like to say. My uh, grandpas both fished, uh, my grandma fished, and I basically 
was born in it. So as far as I can remember, I had a rod in my hand and, you know, earliest memories were like five, six, seven years old fishing our local uh, lake or Creek with my dad. And back then, you know, it didn't matter what it was. It was, you know, suckers, carp, uh, bullhead, um, you know, sometimes smallmouth, pike, that kind of thing. And so, you know, early on, I had an appreciation for multiple species and, uh, and, and different things like that. And then uh, I think it was around five, six, seven years old, still going to Canada every year. We used to go to Kenora and um, went to Kenora until I was nine. And then we went to Nestor Falls in Ontario, uh, Hellier's Resort is the is the place that we, uh, my grandpa went there, then my dad, uh, my wife and I had our honeymoon there, and we went there every year. We're like a family. We've known the people, the Hellier's for forever, and that was really a place that really grew me, again, in multi-species because, you know, when you're up there, you're smallmouth, musky, pike, walleye crappie, perch, whatever's biting. And so, you know, depending on the weather, you had to make adjustments for the day. So, hey, it's beautiful, sunny day to day, you know, bluebird, what are we doing? Well, today's a smallmouth day, right? Uh, cold, crappy, rainy, what are we doing? We're going pike fishing, you know, um, or walleye or whatever. And so I learned early on, you know, how to adapt to the different species. And so just really fell in love with it early on. Well, as the years go by, you know, as we continue to grow, it's never enough. You always keep trying to get better and better, uh, new PBs, bigger fish, right? So as I get, as I get older, all of a sudden, next thing, all I care about is chasing trophy fish. I want to break the next record, you know, um, that that's the challenge that's always set in front of you. And so about seven years ago, I joined a local club called Walleyes Unlimited a uh, great club. Uh, they're, um, they're in the uh, fishing hall of fame for clubs. And uh, Al Linder was one of the early club members, you know, all those guys from Chicago, Ron. Yeah. Um, legendary, legendary all, anglers. All of Absolutely. them were part of it. So that was something that obviously, and then from there they moved up North and uh, but the club still stayed strong and does a lot of stuff. And so I got involved with that started doing newsletter for them, um, was asked to be vice president. And so I did that and then, uh, was moving to be president. And it came to the point where I have two daughters now that are nine and 13 years old and running a, a business. I just ran out of time, you know? And so I had to step down from being the president and, uh, COVID happened. I'm fast forwarding through all this stuff, but, <laughs> but the point is, yeah, but the point, the point is, is that, you know, I've been fishing my whole life. I didn't have yeah. a choice, but to yeah. be a fisherman yeah. in the family that I grew up in. Sure. Yeah, no, that sounds like a great way to, to raise a kid. Yeah. Fan, an absolutely fantastic way. That yeah. Like we, and so, so we raise our kids doing it too, you know, and, yeah. and just love to get out and enjoy nature and. That's fantastic. Spend time so, on the water. You know, you brought up, and I think this is so important because when I started fishing, uh, 
It was, I was fishing in Southern Minnesota. I grew up, that's where I cut my teeth was in Southern Minnesota. Okay. And it was green sunfish and it was bullheads. It was brown bullheads, yellow bullheads. Um, you know, it was, it was suckers. It was, you know, red horse suckers and white suckers and, um, common carp. Heck, if I caught a carp, it, I mean, I love catching carp. Oh my God. You know, when I hear people, how much it fights better, they just don't stop, you know? And, and I've been, I've been following a bunch of people at different accounts on, on Instagram, uh, like carp fishing accounts, like European carp accounts. And let me tell you something, those guys are nuts. There's not, I, I ran into, I, I live by the Mississippi river here. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> upstream of the Mississippi river upstream of, uh, Minneapolis is kind of where I'm at. And, uh, and I ran into a guy from the Netherlands who was a carp angler and he had all the sophisticated stuff out, you know, he's shore fishing. And I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, right? It's just as crazy as bass fishermen are. Uh, well, Um, and, and, and they're a lot like trout guys, the way that they handle (laughs) their, their carp. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and they'll call you out if you post on social media, like even I'm, I'm uh, in this rough fish group on Facebook and guys are like, you know, I, I uh, do the gill, not, you know, the gill plate hold, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, there were some people that would kind of call me out on that. Oh, if you could, they weren't, they weren't rude about it, but if you could sure. try to, you know, I'm, all for it. Listen, it's not like you're going to eradicate carp. I know I've got a buddy. I live on a little lake here and I got a buddy that lives uh, on the north side of the lake and he just despises carp and, you know, and he's like, throw them on the bank. Oh, they're the worst thing. And I'm like, Dude, you're never going to get rid of them. Try to right. embrace them now. Understand right. that they fight like hell. They don't stop fighting. Let's, you know, and people in Europe just, they think they're, I mean, they're the greatest thing. They're, they're way up on the pedestal, right? Oh, I just I think it's funny to look at accounts like, you know, <laughs> different parts of the world and, and Carper are really, really big deal. So yeah, that's how so many people, uh, young people, and even as they grow older, they, you know, these, a lot of people still enjoy catching those species, but I think it's so important to remember that is how young kids are getting into it. And it doesn't need to be some super glamorous, you know, a fish like a walleye or a bass or, you know, whatever, some game fish to get people uh, just torqued out of their mind. Right. And that can then lead to all kinds of different fishing experiences. So, it's cool to hear help. that you, you know, it's, it's a common denominator. It seems like everybody that got into fishing, that's, I mean, nearly everybody, that's how they got into it. Well, let's think 26 years ago, first time I ever took my wife fishing, I took her to the Creek that I grew up on when I was five years old and, uh, threw out the corn, got her hooked up in a, with about an eight pound carp that wrapped her around the, the, you know, the bridge piling, and just laughing and giggling hysterically of, of how much fun, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so I, I wanted to do something that is simple, but yet tug the line and really get it. And oh, yeah. carp, carp is the one thing that can turn somebody into an angler really quick and oh, easy. Yeah. And, and so from, from there, it was, it was very easy to get her to go again. And then sure. kind of grew her from that, you know, yep. into uh, other yep. species. Yeah. So you, um, 
so what happened were you when you were fishing as a young guy yeah. um were you into still photography then uh were you taking a lot of fish pictures what what was going on i was see so i grew up in the 80s and you know in the 90s early 90s you know whatever i was like i graduated high school in uh, 94 right okay. kind of gives you an idea yeah so I was, I love taking um, fish pictures. And back in the day, you, you know, you take it with a disposable camera, a little stupid point and shoot or whatever. Polaroid. Film. Yeah. Or yeah. polar or, or um, most of my still photography was with a, just a point and shoot Kodak or something like that. And then you had to take it to the drugstore to the photo finishing or whatever they called it back then they right. had to take it, take the film and then develop it. And then like a week later, you'd pick it up, you'd open up the package. And it was, I mean, it was like Christmas in the summertime for me. You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, it's like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and I'm such a nut. I'm, I, I have OCD. I mean, I can't tell you all the, the stuff that's wrong with me, but I would like still this day, even how I'm framed up right now. Like I just, I wish for that perfect, like I was trying to do an in fisherman. Well, in fisherman didn't have cover photos that it had Larry Topol awesome illustrations, but you know, any other magazine, it was, uh, you know, I was, I was aiming for that perfect, a perfectly composed shot, you know, well lit in fishermen, even like, I remember they did an article one time about how to do proper fish photography, but, um, was that kind of, what's that? I said, I missed that one. Yeah, no. So I was just like a nut with like, okay, well, how did I do with a a composition and, you know, all this nutty stuff and um, how big does the fish look? And it was just like such an exciting thing for me, just the, that aspect of fishing. Did you have a similar kind of, oh yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, um, I don't remember being so into being uh, behind the camera, but in front of the camera. So my mom was, was into photography and, um, one specific memory that stands out, uh, I was 10 years old and my dad and I went to this Creek that we always went to, you know, and what we used to do back then was use, uh, golden roaches, you know, the shiners get like a three or four inch shiner, put it under a a float and drift it along through the Creek. Well, this one special day. I caught a 24 inch pike and then I caught a 33 inch pike and a 33 inch pike in this Creek that you could almost jump across was like a 60 pound whiskey on Mille Lacs. You know, it was, it was a special fish. Well, we took pictures of it and my, and my mom surprised me by putting me in the local newspaper with the catch and the story and all that kind of stuff. Well, I still have the clipping to this day and that was 38 years ago. That's so amazing. or 39 awesome. years ago, whatever it is, it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was, that was, uh, but you know, I didn't really get into photography. So what's interesting is, is it was probably six years ago that I really started, um, wanting to get into videography. I didn't really have any appreciation or care to be a photographer, mm-hmm. uh, to me back then. I wanted to be able to get creative and, and be able to, you know, really do some cool stuff and always just doing it as best of my ability based on the equipment that I had and the knowledge that I had. And then I'd get a little, 
and this, and this, you know, initially it started out with just GoPros, like most people. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, but then, you know, I got into editing and I had this free software and put together a few things and you get a couple compliments from somebody and you're like, okay, it gives you a little motivation to try sure. and do something a little better. Well, gradually that turns into getting a real camera and then upgrading again from there and there and there, you know? So here I am now three years later and I'm starting to get recognized and people are starting to really appreciate my work. And, and now I'm really, I'm learning and studying all along the way, uh, learning audio and, and voiceover and, and, you know, uh, royalty free music and, and putting it all together, you know, and using premiere yeah. Yeah. and, uh, had a ball with it. And then I started having companies hire me to promote their, uh, resort or their company and what, whatever. So, this was super exciting for me going through this process and learning and growing and, and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, one day I realize, man, as a fishing junkie, you can't be a videographer because you have to have a camera in your hands all the time. And so then I'm like, Hmm, maybe I can get creative enough to do something that stand out in photography. Um, so then I just basically, and, and so I still love videography. I still love the whole process. I love, I love directing and, and producing it and, and having an end product in mind and putting it together. I, I still do it, but it's not my main, it's not my main direction anymore. And, it, and it's specifically because I'm a fisherman first and I'm yeah. free and I can't take the time out, you know? So again, with, I have my other full-time company lifestyle garage that keeps me busy. Yeah. Tell, so tell me, tell people what that is. Yeah. Your, so, yeah. So lifestyle garage, uh, that's a company that uh, me and my business partner started 12 years ago. Um, I used to be a, a builder, a home builder before that. Um, I had a couple asphalt companies that I built and sold. I've been an entrepreneur and a business owner pretty much my whole life. Um, and so, and it's always been hard labor, you know, working, and um, I always enjoyed creating things, you know, and then and then getting into uh, building homes, you know, somebody's biggest purchase of their life, you know, uh, family starting starting out and building their dream home. You know, it was so fun and cool to do that. Um, but there's definitely some things about it that aren't really fun. So anyway, 08 happens. House marking crashes. I last till 2010 and decide, you know what, I'm done with this. Right. So um, when I was building homes, I came across a company that was doing what lifestyle garage does. And that's, that's going in and, and, and finishing garages. So epoxy flooring, custom cabinets, tweaking out garages, making man caves, organizing them. So we do stuff that's really cool and fun for Harley guys, boat guys, fishing guys, you that's know, awesome. light, fun lifestyle you know, people. And then we do a lot of stuff for people that are in their 70 years, years old, and, and they're just neat, meticulous people that just want a nice, clean, organized garage, you know? So, so you're the my- guy, like, not to interrupt, you're the guy, yeah. like, you're, someone's got a, so I got a nasty garage. I mean, you might have, I, I did a video at one time, and, it, and it's just like, every time I look at that thing, I'm like, oh my goodness, what a, it's a disaster, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just, we live on a dirt road, and it's just, I mean, it's, but I, I would love someone like you to come in and just like, just fix that. And you, because you have a, a fishing mind 
would know how to make that the ultimate fishing garage. Yeah. So that, I mean, you were the guy, what's that? Well, like your, 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 your cave there. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, you are the perfect. So are, do you get a ton of like fishing guys that are like, just deck this thing out? Like, yeah, yeah. That, that was another thing that was really cool that kind of crossed over between lifestyle garage and getting bit productions is, you know, so I've, yeah. So talk about your, your company. So it's lifestyle garage, getting bit productions and you have, you have a couple more, right? What's that company? Yeah. So, uh, well, not anymore at this. this, So at this moment right now, it's lifestyle garage. That's, that's day in and day out. That's the bread and butter. That's, you know what I mean? Getting bit productions is my, is my passion project. That's what I do for fun. That's what I do for extra fun money. You know, yeah, yep. um, and uh, to make fishing a, a business that I yep. can, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, lifestyle garage is a fun business. What's interesting is is my business partner. We met twenty some years ago. He's also a business owner, and we always talked about being partners one day. And so how we met was I just bought a brand new Lund boat. And he happened to be the store, the manager of the dealership that delivered it for me. And so we met, hit it off. We went to Canada one year. We started fishing together, golfing together, doing stuff like that. Always talked about getting into business. And then, uh, I don't know, 10 or 15 years later, whatever it was, I, I came to him with this idea for Lifestyle Garage and said, what do you think? Timing was right for him. And so he jumped on board and we started the business 12 and a half, 13 years ago. And it's been, we've doubled in size every year. Wow. So it's a business that's doing very, very well. We now have, uh, I mean, and the deal is, is we're not trying to grow it to a mega million business. You know what I mean? Um, We have, there's seven of us there and we might hire one more. Other than that, we're, we're a small company. We want to stay a small company. Uh, We like our relationships and, you know, that's great. Um, just like where we're at right now, you know? So that's kind of the, um, I don't want to jump ahead. Either. No, no, no. I, I, I think that's awesome. So you have this, um, you have this company that you've built up and it's gotten to a point. Sounds like, you know what the hell you're doing as far as being an entrepreneur, it's gotten to a point where you're like, you know what, there's some other stuff I want to dabble in. Uh, well, and, and yeah, so it was, uh, like I say, what, three years ago when I finally decided that I need to switch gears and what can I do in photography that's going to stand out, you know, um, from the rest. And so I studied what's out there. And then I basically learned my style outside of the fishing world and brought it to the fishing world because I felt like it wasn't, wasn't, it was something that wasn't here. Yep. So it was something that was going to kind of separate me from everybody else. And, um, you know, you through the process as I'm doing work for different people and people were liking the work and, and telling friends about it, specific relationships came from that. So like three years ago, specifically, uh, a writer, Mike Pahanic, he's been writing for, 30 or 40 years in the fishing industry. He was an editor for food companies before that. And um, amazing guy, again, fisherman first, 
passionate, yeah. uh, but, but he's an amazing writer. So he's, he's written in every single magazine out there, you know, yep. regular, regularly for all of them, all of the top ones. And he came across my work and loved it and felt like he could help me and I could help him. And so we started, you know, doing some stuff together and, and uh, it's really snowballed from there um, like crazy, you know, and it's all about the relationships, you know, it's all about oh, there's the no, that's like, that's the biggest advice that I would, well, it, it, it's very important advice. I'll put it that way. Yes. Um, relationships are more important. Skill is obviously important, but boy, yeah. Is well, here's it, is important or close to as important as your skill. I mean, it's really, really important. Like your people skills, your, you know, relationships you have with people. That doesn't mean, listen, I Brown and was like crazy to get, you know, in my first job. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was doing sure. some serious asking. Hey, you're not, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. But after that, you know, you, people got to really trust you. And, and, and just, it's, it's like, if you're like, I can't, you're at an disadvantage if you don't have people skills, yeah. you know, it, you really are. So if, if you're kind of shy or you feel, um, I would, I would do anything you can, I don't, you know, self-help, what is it, Tony Robbins or something? I don't know, but just develop right. those people skills. Right. And it's going to, it's going to really help you if you're, you're starting into the industry, but go ahead. What, well, well the, the way that I like to say it is, is, is that, you know, it's all about, uh, making those connections and, and having, these are real relationships. This isn't fake stuff. You know what I mean? You can't fake it no doubt. because it's not gonna, it's not gonna last in the long run, but it's, it's all about, you know, the relationships and the people that you meet along the way that get you the opportunity, but it's you and your talents and you as a person that keep you in that opportunity and growing from there. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, you got to know people, but, if you're not, the, if, if you're not the type of person that's willing to work hard, you know, put in the work, uh, give, you know, uh, you, you got to do stuff to help other people. You know what I mean? You can't no, no. just, you can't just be a taker. It's, yep. it's not, it's not going to work. So it's all those things that come together that, you know, one gets you in, but then it's up to you to, to stay in and continue to grow from there. You yeah, know? no doubt. So, um, your company is called getting bit productions. And so how long have you had that now? Uh, six years, six, years. six or seven years, something like that. But again, you know, the initial direction was video, right. Yeah. And then transferred over to photo in the last three years. Okay. okay. And so, and, and then from there and, and deciding that that's the direction, um, it's been, it's been a good move. You know, originally yeah. I didn't know it was going to be a good move, uh, but I didn't care about the money and I didn't right. care about, uh, what you're passionate it, about. It's what I'm passionate about. Here's the deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be out there taking these photos regardless if I'm working for a company or not, because I love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but then when you get to actually turn it into a business and that, it, you know, like, as they say, living the dream, that's, that's where we're at now. You I know? think, you know, just the fact that you say that, I think people, um, companies within the fishing industry, they might want to think they could pay you less, but <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but I would say that if I was a company and I heard, uh, here's a still photographer that is just, he's eaten up with fishing. He's passionate, you know, 
Yeah. Um, that to me is going to stand out from someone who isn't. And granted, right. you got to have the skill set. Don't get me wrong. Right. But you have. So if you got the skill set and you have that passion, that's the guy who who I'm picking if right. I'm in that in that company. So you have like um obviously I've seen I've seen your work on social media. I've seen, you know, you've got some great clients. Um, who are some of the companies you really like look, you know, working for? And also just um do you have a style? Like what how would you describe your style? Um yeah. Um I, you know, I, I like to think and hope that my style is unique. You know, I do some things with my camera that uh, I don't know anybody else that does it specifically in the fishing industry, you know, and uh, that's something that I don't want to share, but <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that's what I was trying to get out of you. I was trying to, <laughs> sorry, it didn't work. But no, no, I, 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 no, I really dig it. And your passion, your, you know what the thing is too, like what's so important, even, even with a, you know, videography is dealing with talent, you know, the person behind the camera. So the, the, uh, in front of the cam camera, rather yeah. that's in the industry, that's called the talent, you right. know, it's kind of a funny term. <laughs> I've been the talent. Yeah. It's, who knows where that came from? It came way long ago. We like just hold the, the camera. We don't have any talent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> it's a really funny term. But yeah, people that are in front of the camera are considered talent. That's the term, right? So, yeah. but yeah. it's, you can get great stuff if you know, if you're a people person, you know people, you know how to, you know, you have good energy, you know, getting that out of the talent is super important to get you know, whether it be video or stills. And I really see that a lot with your work. People really, you know, and I just, you, you do a great job in conveying the excitement of fishing. Well, um, here's, here's what I'll share is that uh, I'll share all the important stuff because as far as like how I get my style, that part's not important because you don't, you don't want to copy me just because just like I didn't want to copy anybody else. You know what I mean? You want to be original. That's how you're going to stand out. Right. But beyond that, the, the parts that some people don't get is that it, it's almost, it's just as important, if not more important to get your talent to do what needs to be done in order to convey a certain feeling to, to tell that story through an image, you know, um, that I would say is almost more important than the quality of the shot itself, you know? So it's another piece of the puzzle that, that helps. Um, that's just in, is super important. So for, for instance, instead of just telling somebody cheese, smile, look at the camera, hold them up, pretend you're happy right? Instead, you have to get people to laugh and scream and yell and be excited because realistically, that's what we feel inside, right? But yet people get uncomfortable in front of the camera. So if you can get them comfortable by making them not think about the fact that I'm taking your picture right now, and instead you're looking at your fish, you're excited, you know what I mean? Let's scream. What ends up happening in these photo shoots is there's other people in the boat, right? At the same time. And I, and I'm, I'm cracking jokes, trying to loosen people up and I'll get 
them to laugh. Then this person back over here laughs. Then this person over here laughs. Now everybody's laughing and I'm just click, 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 click. And boom, you are capturing stuff that is completely, you know, natural. They're, the aura that they are giving off is authentic, right? It's not, it's not fake. It's not staged. And you can tell. You look at the photo. Cheese, you know. No, you, it's got to be genuine. Um, and, and it's so funny when I, I have some friends that just won't smile. Like they'll catch it. Right. Yep. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. and I razz them oh, yeah. all the time. I'm like, dude, do you really like fishing? I'm like, nah, that's what I live for. I'm like, well, shoot, I can't tell by looking at that picture. Looks like you want to kill yourself. <laughs> my my buddy on the my buddy on the uh, north end of the lake here. He it's like, and he loves to fish. Every fish picture, he looks like misery. He looks like a miserable. I mean, it's the. I go, what are you doing? What is <laughs> what? Like, what? I mean, you've never smiled before. And here's my piece of advice. And I, I got yeah. this from the masters, uh, you know, Gary Parsons and Keith Kavias. I've worked with them a ton. I've been very fortunate to be in a, a, a boat, spent a lot of time in a boat with those guys. Nice. And they get it. They get marketing, advertising. They understand, you know, the fishing industry and, and the business of fishing. And, you know, the importance of still photography and video. And to, you know, to convey a message. Um, and they, I, I saw this very early on and, and I uh, got pointers from Keith, like, um, you know, sometimes if you're in a photo, you know, someone's about to take your photo or it's hard to just smile, to, to have a good smile. Sometimes it's just like, um, he, he basically would laugh. So think of something funny, think of something funny and just laugh while exactly. that picture is being taken exactly. and you will you it's the great you're i mean it's the most um joyful picture that that you can really like take because you, you, you know who what better moment is there when you're laughing really right and right. so think right. of something if you're having a hard time taking a, a a you know smiling for any photo but particularly if you just don't think you're good at taking photos fish photos whatever think of something funny and laugh just laugh let it fly and um mo more often than not you'll get a really great picture absolutely well and what's funny is this too is when you tell somebody to smile they feel like they're really smiling and, but if, if they could see themselves, they're hardly smiling. That's right. They don't realize. And then when, when you make them laugh and then all of a sudden they get this special picture that they get to see, they're like, they're, they're like happy with that picture. They're proud of that picture. You know, you, you do, you take a shot that, that they normally could care less about. And then all of a sudden they get this photo that's. And, it, and it's they, like, that's portraying something really cool. And then, and, and they're like, okay, that's a, that's a great shot, you know? No doubt. And it's, and the thing is when you catch a fish, most people like what 99% of people are really excited and they're smiling as soon as it, for, for, you know, many people, when they break that, when that camera gets broken out, you know, then it's all, like, you know, and there's people that are just not comfortable, right. You know, with a camera. Yeah. And so, but yes, if you, you that's like such great advice. If you can make them laugh, yep. you get that moment, you get yeah. that moment, how, how great fishing is. It's well, that, so, you know, it was funny. So my first shoot with St. Croix was on the Mississippi river last year and, um, coming, you know, it's about this time of year coming up and, uh, this technique that I learned, I actually learned it from Mike Pahanek, the guy that I'm telling you about that, that, you know, that found me and whatever. And, uh, I'm out there 
and for me at the time, it was kind of stretching outside of my comfort zone to, to, to try to be this way, but I knew that's what needed to happen. And it, it became a laughing joke. Wait till you get in the boat with Brad, you know, um, and everybody had fun, you know, and that's what it's about, you know, making it fun, making it natural, not making people uncomfortable, you know, you're, you're not going to get good photos unless you can. So, so that's just as important too, like you were talking about. I mean, uh, it's, it's being able to be a photographer. It's being able to relate to people. Um, if you can be funny, even better. Um, if you're a fisherman that speaks the language that knows the angles and how to do different stuff, you know what I mean? That's another thing you not trying to bash anybody, but there's great photographers out there that aren't fishermen that take pictures of people holding fish and they're not that great. And mm-hmm. why? Because they don't get it. They, they, they don't speak the language. Totally. You know what I mean? They, they, so when you're, when you're a fisherman first and you're out there with the camera and you're, and you're passionate and you're loving it and you're excited for this person that just caught this fish, but yet now you understand how they need to, you know, hold the fish. What's the proper way to hold a walleye compared to a large mouth. Um, you know, different things, just getting them engaged and, and, and that kind of thing and, and angles. It's all about the angles it, that, you know, you bring up a, a great point. So uh, in the, uh, let's see, mid two thousands, um, I started a business uh, that was, we, we really wanted it. So I, I, right out of college, I started with Bass Pro Shops and their video production department okay. was there for four years. And then I transitioned, uh, went off and started my own company. Um, that didn't go as well as I'd hoped. That's a long story. One day, maybe I'll, I'll talk more about it, but, um, but it was a, it was a business where we tried to, um, portray ourselves as experts in the fishing industry. Uh, my business partner and I were passionate fishermen. We saw that there was a, there was a void of, Uh, there's a, there was a lot of like photographers, um, just, I would say maybe in marketing, advertising, there was a lot of nonsense you'd see crop up once in a while in like a, in a print ad or something Mm -hmm. where it's just like, it was like, this person doesn't know what the hell they're doing here. Whoever put this print ad out should have never put that out in a fishing magazine because it looks so amateurish. They have no idea fishing. You know, right. it was just so apparent right. um, in, in that in still you don't see it. I maybe don't see it as often anymore, but it's still there. So for someone like you, that's passionate about fishing, fishing first, you were that's your first sounds like your first love. Right. Um, to be in the industry, doing photography, doing print work, it's like that is what it takes to this. You can't have guys that don't know what the hell they're doing, you right. know, and then it, because it's so obvious to a to a fisherman who's eaten up with fishing. Like, it's like, what is this? The guys that are you know, spending like, all the money get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll see some you, stupid you know, lure on a. You know, it's like no one uses that lure. That's not a lure that anybody uses or, you know, and it's like someone like you or myself, like we're like, nah, you know, I think there's right. going to be more and more of those people that getting into important positions and that's going to be less of a thing. Right. But, but no, I, I think, um, I think 
you know, you where you're at and like just this passion. I've said this numerous times. I even had a conversation at the last tournament I was filming. If you've got passion, right? If you've got the skills, that's great, right? Skills, awesome, professional, people skills, uh, know how to run a camera, know how to run a still, you know, video camera, still camera, whatever. Yeah. You got all that. And then you have passion behind you. You're going to kiss it. You're going to not kiss everybody's ass. I, I'm done kissing people's ass. <laughs> you're going to kick everybody's ass that you're in competition yeah. with. Yeah. Like in that, like seriously, because you're going to work harder. You're going to get stuff that, you know, passionate anglers, just like yourself want to see, you right. know? And right. so, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think it's good for our industry that there's more that, and I, like I said earlier, there's just going to be more of us coming online. You know, yeah. there's going to be this right. young crop that's eaten up with it. They're yeah. going to get older. They're going to get into these positions. And um, it's, it's a really exciting time to be a fisherman just in general. I've, I've, I've been blown away. You know, when Lucky Craft came out and Gamakatsu in like the mid nineties, I guess it was. I was like, oh my God, look at how detailed this lure is and how sharp these hooks are, right? right. I mean, everything's that way now. Right. And and everything's evolving. Everything's evolving. And there's so much to get torqued up about. Like it's it's so exciting. I think like a, a young angler who's just like just discovered, oh my God, I love this so much. They've got, I mean. I remember when I was young, just seeing some ugly spinnerbait and I was like, what is that? And catching my first bass on a spinnerbait. And it was the ugliest spinnerbait ever, right? It was yeah. some, and now they've got 50 choices of the most beautiful spinnerbaits, the most cool, like just everything is cool. There's so the, the detail and um, it's really, really a great time to be an angler in many respects. So I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, fisheries are getting better all the time with the management that's going on. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's kind of going on the, on where you're, where you're talking. It's, it, it goes beyond being a passionate fisherman and, and, and a good photographer and putting them the two together. You have to be obsessed, passionate to the point to where you're willing to go through the work because even though you and I, living the dream and we love it. We love every aspect of it. We love all the things that go along with it. The, you know, the travel, uh, meeting new people, getting to hang out with some, you know, professional, you know, high level people, um, getting paid to do it, all that kind of stuff. The part that people don't understand is, is how much work goes into that. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, it's just not, to, it's yeah. Just to give an example, so on that first shoot that I do with St. Croix, it was three days, and from the time I got up, getting all my gear put together, to the time I got done offloading my cards at the end of the day, it was a 15-hour day, straight. In three days, I had 45 hours, and it's in under not great conditions. I mean, it was damp, moist, windy, mixed rain. You're trying to keep your stuff dry and protected. You're, you're bouncing around in a boat, you know, um, it, it is, it's, I mean, we're in some, I mean, as I told you uh, not too long ago, you with that giant camera on your shoulder with all the money that it is, and you get the third seat 
riding in 70 mile an hour boats. And these guys are not letting up. They're skipping four footers. No, they're they're competing. They're skipping four footers and you get to just hold on for dear life and hope that you arrive at the location with the camera working. Name another sport where the cameraman has that kind of a relationship with competitor. Right. I'm really at his mercy. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. a bizarre situation, but I don't uh, like being in the passenger seat, not alone with a, you know, $40,000 camera on my shoulder. And it just goes <laughs> down to like, it's, it's, I do it because I'm passionate about fishing and, and I, right. I got eaten up this guy right here. That's Bob Cobb uh, from the Bassmasters. He was the, the producer of the Bassmasters. Um, uh, and I got eaten up with bass fishing because of that show. So in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, I, I can't remember exactly. I, I saw a flyer in a, in a bait shop for, you know, for the Bassmasters, this TV show that was, you know, competitive bassing. And I was like, there's such thing as competitive fishing, took a flyer. It was on the Nashville network, started watching it in my whole world. Just as already a passionate fisherman, um, but my whole world just went, oh my, you know, and then I, I, that show was on Sundays. I, I was, you know, I was, I watched it religiously. And, um, and so that still to that, to this day, I feel very much like that little kid um, when I'm, when I'm out on the water filming these guys uh, yeah. and I, and I frame my shots up like I like, you know, yeah. I remember as a kid, how I liked the shots and, you know, and everything. And, and that, those crazy boat rides, I just love the fast bass boats, everything, the culture I've said so many times I've said it is, you know, since I fell in love with bass fishing, that bass fishing, I believe can be a mainstream sport, but it's going to take guys like you and I that mm-hmm. understand fishing that are eaten up with it to, to, right. to, to help it along and to help people that might not understand it fully to go right. this right here. This is what you really want to focus on that. You want to push that you, this over here. You want to elevate this up. This is, you're not, you're not focusing on this enough. You got to bring this part of bass fishing up more Yeah. because um, granted, you know, there's a lot of other things I could be doing. Okay. But I love the adventure of this. Um, yeah. I love bass fishing. I mean, I, I, I love fishing in general, but I love, I love competitive fishing. Um, I love the characters. There's so much about it that I believe there's, I mean, people will spend oodles and oodles and oodles of money, spent expensive bass boat, the motor, all the electronics, crazy that the financials are all out of whack as compared to other sports. They're all right. out of whack, completely right. jacked up, completely like, just, I mean, if someone saw a business plan that was, um, the, you know, like the, that was a, that was a bass anglers, like business plan of what they want to do with their, they just laugh them out of the bank that they're or What, you know, it's just, it's all it's, it's, re- but that's right. what gives me all that confidence to say that it can be a mainstream sport because guys will just, they will put their lives uh, I mean, it, there's so many failed marriages. There's so many, like just to pursue this career of being a bass fisherman, they've been doing it for decades. Now I got a book over there called bass wars. That's about guys like a young Rick Clun and 
going through divorce and because, you know, everybody's telling me he can't do it, you know, and there's still, I see drama on, you know, when I get off the water just to this day of the same dynamics are happening with these young anglers. These guys are eaten up with it. And that there's a, there's a, there's a well there that I believe is untapped. It's I'm shocked that it's not already blown up to the point to where it's NASCAR and golf. To me, I just can't believe that it's not there yet. You know, um, all the right players are out there pushing it, but for some reason, something's missing. It's, you know, I, I, there's, I think there's something missing. I, I think there's a lot more uh, that can be done, but I think as this is we've been talking about, there's, there's this new crop of young anglers that if it's going to be a mainstream sport, um, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of good, uh, you know, uh, signs in the, in the fact that you have all these college anglers, all these young anglers, probably, you know, I not say probably, I think uh, there's more than there's ever been. They will get into positions, you know, um, in their adult life where they can, they can maybe take this thing to the next level, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's encouraging. I mean, the only drawback is, is that there's going to be more, you know, more people fishing, more pressure on the lake. So I guess, I don't know whether I want, I want my lakes. I, I, <laughs> I don't want too many people on the lakes, but I'm, and this is the, the conflict that I find myself in. Oh, right? I know. I know. No, but um, yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's an exciting time to be a fisherman for sure. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, you go to the, Bassmaster Classic or or the Red Crest, and you watch all the young guys, you know, running around with the cameras. You know, that's fun for me to see. Yeah, um, no doubt. Um, I mean, as a as a father, and 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 seeing these guys that are you know eighteen to thirty or whatever out there running around, you know, that, yeah. I love seeing that. You yeah. know, yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, most of them don't care about photography. Most of them are video, you know, and I get it. Um, I love, I love them both. Sure. And I, and I will still do them both. But uh, as far as uh, a business, I have to focus on photography just because it fits my lifestyle better. So describe some of the, you know, the work that you're doing. So, you, you know, you're talking about St. Croix. Um, yeah. What's some of the stuff you've been most proud of? Uh, you know what, one of the things that I really like, and it's for, for many reasons, I think as a photographer and a fisherman, your dream, or just a photographer in general is to get your work in a magazine, you know, that's kind Absolutely. of, that's kind of the first thing, you know, you just want to see, you, you know, uh, in the magazine. And so companies that I'm working with at this point now that I've been able to work up to, and it's through relationships. Like, um, you know, I talk about Mike Pahanic. Well, then I, through Mike, I had the opportunity to submit, to have him use my photos in game and fish magazine. And so that was super cool because the first, my first photo in game and fish magazine was actually Kevin Van Dam. So, That's a good one. um, yeah. So Two and a half years ago, um, Mike was already going to this writer's 
or media event for Strike King and Loose. And so this was early on in our, in our, in our working together. And Mike told them, he said, listen, I need to bring my photographer along with, trust me, it'll be worth it. Let me bring them. Well, he convinced them to let me be along. So I, I went to this, this deal and, uh, the guys that were there was Mike and was uh, Mark Rose, uh, Kevin Van Dam, Zona, um, Jonathan Van Dam. And, uh, so I was already like, this is going to be cool. Right. No doubt. So now we're in the country of where Zona and KVD fish for fun grew Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. We're, we're in Northern Michigan. It's the fall of the year. The trees are beautiful. We're chasing my favorite species and Zona's favorite species and KVD's favorite species, the smallmouth. And we're way up North and fishing and we're out on the water and uh come to realize i'm not gonna say where i'm not gonna i'm I'm, i have an idea where you were but i'm not gonna say anything more than that i'm sure you do it's 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 uh it's a magical magical place exactly exactly um so throughout the day um working with kevin come to realize me and kvd share birthdays so and this happened to be like two days before our birthdays. Wow. So we got to celebrate together and, and got to know each other and that kind of thing. Well, to this day, the, one of the photos that I took of him is the best photo ever. And, and it's, and it's, it's because it's a small mouth. It's because the fall leaves are in the background. It's because it's KVD. It's because it's close to our birthday, you know, every, and these guys know how to, to do it. Right how to bring a fish out of the water and capture it. So we're on the same page, like, Hey, how about we do this? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was, dude, it was, it was literally, it's gotta be top day of my life. Right. I mean, um, and Zona is Zona, not like he's one of my favorite people. I I've had the privilege of working with Zona and he is just, uh, he's a wonderful, wonderful human being. I, I spent some time with him and I told him, I said, the one, you know, I've always, he's been, always been my favorite to follow because he's just hilarious. He's real. He's our age. You know what I mean? All these things, right. Um, He comes from where, I mean, he's, he grew up an hour and a half from here. Um, So we have a lot in common, you know, same age. And uh, I told him, I said, after, after hanging out with him, I said, I appreciate him even that much more because he's genuine. He's real. When he's, when what you see on TV is what you get in real life. That dude is who he is. It's no, it's no, it's no, it's absolutely true. We're putting on a show. It's real. It's absolutely true. I I love his sense of humor. Um, He's, uh, he would, every shoot, he would, he would, like offer to grab my gear and help me get my gear in, in rooms. And I mean, like he would help me. I mean, I was like, I don't, it was, he's just, he's just, uh, that guy's made of the right stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he's just a, a tremendous I, I, human I don't being. Tell him, 
I don't tell many people this, but me and him connected that day. Uh, uh, and I had told him, I think it was after I, we left from that shoot after it was a couple days shoot. And I sent him a text and I said, um, Hey man, love to get together again. Cause we didn't have a lot of good success. I said, love to get together again, me, you and your boys and, and just go out and, and have fun and, and get some good photos. And he said, absolutely. I was like, okay, cool. Um, it was probably, let's see. So that was October and now we were coming out of winter. It was still winter, but all of a sudden I get a voicemail from Zona. Hey man, uh, give me a call. So I call him up. Want you to come and, and meet with, meet me. I'm like, you say when and where, and I'm, I'm there because obviously this is a six hour round trip. This must be legit. Right. So I, we set it up. I drove out to his place, hung out with him in his man cave for half a day. And at the end of the deal offered me a job to be his camera guy for his YouTube. Oh, that's fantastic. uh, That to me was just a crazy day. You know, I get in the car and I'm, I'm I'm driving home and I call my wife. I'm like, you're not going to believe this, but and, that, J- and that's damn associates hired me to be the camera guy for Zona. And that's a testament to you too, because, you know, like he, he, uh, I feel like I, I haven't worked with Zona in a while, but, uh, we worked enough. I used to work with him on the world. It's, it's hilarious name. It's called world's greatest fishing shows on ESPN. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, did you work with him on that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And, um, Oh my, we had some fun. I got <laughs> There was just, it was just insanity. But the thing with him, I mean, we were out there singing on the water. Just yeah, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. He he knows good people, and he wants to work with good people, and and uh, that's there's that's a that's a compliment. That's a big well, that, compliment to to you. Well, and it, 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 and as we have talked about, it's all about connecting with the right people. You know, no doubt. Um, so that was a relationship that was obviously going to be a game changer in my, in, in it for me, I had to start make thinking, okay, do I need to change the direction? Do I need to sell my part of my lifestyle garage to my business partner and move on with my dream? Well, COVID happened and, uh, their governor shut them down Mm -hmm. and you couldn't enter their state. And, it, and so it literally threw that opportunity out the window. You know, we worked through it for a while and tried to uh, make it happen, but it, uh, it just wasn't meant to be. It didn't, it, it didn't, it didn't play out. And um, you know, he's got, I don't know if you know, Brian Evie, but he's got him now and, and great kid. He's, he's a local, he's friends with Kevin and, and Mark and uh, you know, it was meant to be. Um, well, you never know. You never know what, what, uh, you know, I'm sure you still, you know, keep kicking butt as you're doing. And and I'm sure your paths will, will cross again. And Well, what's, you know, the, the, the thing is, is I'm, I'm a big believer and everything happens for a reason. And at the time I was blinded by the opportunity, but what I didn't think about until after the fact was that I have, you know, two young girls at home. And if I'm out trying to capture 25 to 35 shows, uh, in a season, I'm never going to be home. Yeah. And that, that's it. That's a huge part of this. And it's something that I, I struggle with. So, uh, you know, 
as a, as a freelance videographer, freelance still photographers, the same situation, uh, you can be on the road a ton. And so that's right. a drawback. It's not, and it's also like, as we were talking about earlier, it's also, you know, it's, it's, you're out there exposed to the elements. And, and I mean, I've, I've filmed in blizzards. I mean, I, it's, you have to really love the outdoors and you can't, yeah. you got to be tough. <laughs> you got to be tough, man. I mean, if anybody takes anything from this, it's that uh, if you want to do what I do or what you do, uh, it, it's, it's, there's, there's, it's, it fits a very small percentage of people. Right. Right. You know what but, I mean? But you got it. But, but I'll say this, and I think we're of the, we're, we're, we're cut from the same cloth. Um, I cannot work um, a, a typical nine to five. I can't do it. I mean, right. I can't, I've done it and it's just not. Yeah. So I, for me, um, this is what, this is how I can make money. I got to make money some way, you know, well, this is well, how and, I can and, make and, money. And, and it's, I need the adventure. I need, I need to just go. And I need, even if it means being in some dangerous situation or whatnot, but it's also like, I got to feel like what I'm doing, I'm passionate about, you know? And so um, I, I take the good with a lot of bad sometimes. And that bad can, you know, these boat rides can be, and the weather, you know, thunderstorms, light. I mean, there's, you know, tornadoes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but again, it, everything just kind of my passion for fishing. And, and it's also, it's always so good to talk with, with people like yourself is we get each I mean, other, you know, money, like it's. Money, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and, and the deal is, is, is it can't be about the money. It's, it's, gotta be it's about not. It's not. It's got yes, exactly right. to be about happiness and what brings joy to your life. And so and, like, what would you say to a young guy that wants to get into this? Because I, you can't go, Oh, well, how much money can I make? You know, you've got to basically, you, you gotta, you gotta run really lean. You gotta don't, it's just like, I think some people want to put the cart before the horse. Yeah. Um, you gotta just do what you gotta do to make it work, you know, in, yeah. in the beginning. So what, well, what advice other, would you get? Well, I mean, the other thing is, is that, you know, uh, when you get done with your work and you got music to it and it's all soft and flowing and, and you got B-roll and it's all happy and, and I, I'm get I got the warm and fuzzies watching your video because it's so good. You don't realize what went, what it took to get to that point. It wasn't warm and fuzzies and all easy going to get to that point. It's a lot of work, you know, cause you got strategic planning on the forefront of it, then you got to direct it. You know, you have to understand, I mean, and I'm talking about people that are, that are the uh, one man bands, like, like, like I am, yep. you know, yep. that you need to be able to understand audio. You need to understand the importance of lighting, you know, running your camera, uh, how to get your, your talent to do what you need them to do and do it naturally you know, how to incorporate B-roll, uh, voiceovers, what to be, what's got to be said, the music, and then bringing it all together and creating something that is hopefully pleasing for the viewer. That's right. And, uh, 
it is a lot of work, you know, but you and I are not the only ones in the world that have the abilities or desire to do that. So uh, the young, the young ones, I, I think the biggest, you just got to get out there and do it. I mean, if you really love fishing and you really love uh, videography, photography, and you feel like this is your calling, then you just got to go after it and do it and then learn for yourself because I can't talk you into it. I can't talk you out of it. Um, All I can say is get out there, start doing it and see where it leads you. You know? Yeah. You just, you just got to do a lot of times just, Put your head down and just go. Right. Uh, be positive. Positivity is going to give you, you know, going to get you a hell of a lot fa- uh, farther in life. Listen, there's a lot of things that happen in life that really are. I mean, it's life. The older you get to, it can be tough. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of there's a, there's still. I don't care um, what happens. You know yeah. how you how you look at adversity. Um, having a pause and trust me, I can be real negative. I'm not trying to act like I'm some incredibly positive person here, but yeah, yeah, but positivity and and just a good attitude, even if sometimes you got to act it, you know, even acting can even help yourself, (laughs) you know, trick yourself into believing, but you're going to, because when you get negative, you, you're, it's almost like shooting yourself in the foot, you know, other oh, people, yeah. I've seen it when I've like, when I've been there, it's like, what am I doing? It's, you know, but when you're around positive people, zone is a perfect example. That's yeah. an, it's infectious, you know, because it, there is exactly. so much negative in life. So when you're around positive, it's an, it's a detractor, you know, I so. guess, you know, what, what you're saying is the, is the best advice right there is be a, if you can, it's not for everybody, and, but if you can, be a leader and uh, set the tone of the room by, by being that outgoing, happy, smiley person that is hopefully infectious. Um, And like you said, Zona is a perfect example of that because he will light up a room and bring out the best in you. Like sometimes I'm extroverted type a personality and i love to have fun and get wild and crazy and loud and laugh and all that kind of stuff but sometimes i need a little help to get me to to bring out the best in me and that was what was interesting about me and him hanging out together is he brought out the best in me and so we just compliment yeah it's a hell it's 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 maybe the greatest compliment you can give someone and and uh I, I just, it's like a zone is kind of a, a, a kind of a study in human psychology because you see just people like when they're around him, he's yeah. just, he, he just brings he, joy. It's, it just tells you that, Hey, you know, being positive, you know, and, and just um, offering humor and, you know, cause listen, I don't mean to get dark here a little bit, but we're all going to die. None of us are getting out of this alive, right? So there's, <laughs> right. A, so we should probably be a little less serious, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, so when there's I see- There's a time and a place to be serious, but- No doubt, no doubt. So I appreciate uh, the time that you've given me here um, on another fishing podcast. Really appreciate it, Brad. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time here, but I did see that, you went to a very special place uh, for me, uh, Lake El Salto. 
Now, so you, Lake El Salto is in Mexico, and I did a shoot there eons ago oh. um, when I was a much younger lad. Um, okay. We we had I was filming for Bass Pro Shops. We'd wrapped up, but like it only took a day. We got everything we needed, and we had like two days left there. Right, so wow. we got our show done. I mean, when when was this? This would would have been two thousand three, something like that. Okay. Uh, um. And we'll say how many years ago that was. Oh, it's gosh. We'll let everybody do the math. A wee little pup. It's just yeah. a wee little pup. Yeah. And um and so we got everything we needed the first day. I was able to fish. And this is a perk of the job. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. Right. That's a definite perk. perk. Um yeah. was able to fish the next day, caught a 10-pounder uh, on a brush hog on submerged on a submerged tree row, right? Huh. Next day, I call 11.5 on the same submerged tree row on a brush hog. Like, that's all. Man, he grew fast. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he ate a, <laughs> she ate a tilapia, I guess, or, you know. But, but so, yeah, you were, you were there. Um, uh, it's, it's a, it's a remarkable place. So, yeah, we share, um, we, we, we shared a Mexico um, uh, experience there at El Salto. And uh, it's, it's still a pretty remarkable place, I imagine. Well, what's so crazy is, is so that place was dammed and flooded in 73, the year I was born. Nice. And I grew up knowing all about that place, but never, ever considered the fact that I would ever be able to be there. And uh, even though I've had success as a business owner, I've never got myself to the point where I feel comfortable to spend the kind of money that it takes to go to that place. I think you pretty much kind of have to be a millionaire in order to justify that. Um, it's expensive, but talk about it. It was, it was no letdown. You know, the place did exactly what it, uh, you know, that, that they say it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a special, special place. And uh, there's lots, we could have a whole nother podcast on that story because I'll just give you a little snippet because this is another piece of the story of behind the scenes of a videographer, photographer. Okay. Uh, dream opportunity. St. Croix says, we need you to come down and, and be our guy uh, for El Salto to help launch the new legend tournament bass series rods. Well, I had worked with them all through the year but this was, and this was one of the shoots. So I'm like, unbelievable, yeah. you know, can't wait to go. And I've never traveled internationally before and didn't realize that there's a different uh, passport for flying into another country. So I had the card. I didn't have the book. So long story short, I ended up getting the book that, uh, on, let's see, I ended up getting the book on Monday afternoon at three o'clock to get on a flight at six o'clock the next morning. Oh, goodness. So that's number one. Number two, number two, I go to the Milwaukee airport to get on a little bit of a snow deal. Got my wife driving me in there. It's three o'clock in the morning and it's snow. The roads are crap. We get there. Everything's good. I'm got, I got my plane ready to rock. The uh, pilot gets on the horn and says, hey, we're going to have to uh, de-ice the plane 
we're going to back up here a little bit and a half hour will be on our way. Well, we didn't move to de-ice in a half hour, maybe an hour. Next thing you know, I end up in Atlanta uh, an hour after my next flight was supposed to take off. So oh, goodness. now I am the only photographer that is supposed to shoot, I don't know, like five people. And they're at this resort waiting on me and wow. I'm not there and I'm right. not there. Right. Right. So now I got to tell them I'm not going to be there today. I'll be there tomorrow. Oh no. So now I got to go sit in a hotel room in Atlanta by myself overnight, make sure I'm on the plane the next day, go to Mexico city. Uh, I take a nap, wake up and I have this piece of paper laying next to me and I don't know what it is. And stupid me 40 how old am I? 40 years. <laughs> when you get, when you get to be our age, you know, you forget how old you are. Yeah. So I don't have my glass, my reading glasses with me, which I don't, I don't need them all the time, but here I am, this piece of paper, the writing on it was small enough that I couldn't see it here. And without glasses, I couldn't see it here. Oh no. And I couldn't read it. And then I get off the plane and in Mexico city, even though it's the biggest city in Mexico, yeah. Nobody speaks English. Oh no. So I go up to this guy and I'm like, Oh, what do I do? You know, he's like, go over there. And I, so there's this counter and you got to fill out this form and I can't read it. Wow. I'm, do, I'm just trying to do the best I can. I need the address to anglers in. I don't right, know it. Right, I right. can't find it. I don't have any internet. I can't find, I can't get the address. Anyway, long story short, uh, I finally get on the plane, get to Mazatlan, which is your last stop before they pick you up there to take you to Anglers Inn. And I, I'm just following the crowds to get to my carousel. Get to my carousel. Boom! Here's my here's my here's my clothes. Sweet. All the stuff comes. All the people leave. No camera. No no, no equipment. camera. No equipment. I I I have. Uh, my Pelican case, big one, the giant yeah, one yeah. filled with yeah. everything, yeah. drone, underwater, video, audio, camera, blah, 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 like $30,000 worth of stuff in it. And it's not there. Oh, goodness. Find a dude in an orange vest, takes me to the front counter and says, they start, oh, oh, well, it's still in Mexico City. I'm like, what? Yeah, they locked, they held it for some reason. So suppose, so you're supposed to declare things, except nobody, nobody, nobody gave me a blue piece of paper to declare anything. Nobody. Oh yeah. So now, so now I I get in the van and I'm stressed out, dude, this whole thing. Now I'm just like wigging. You get in, you get in the, in the, in the van and and the dude's got alcohol there and he's like, whatever you want. I'm like, I'm drinking. Yeah. So yeah. I, had, I had a few cocktails on the way out to the resort and then get to the resort and they open the door and they like, sir, here you go. Here's your margarita. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. And everything's lit and you're in the middle of nowhere. And uh, that was all cool. I went up, I go up to St. Croix, Jesse. And I said, uh, he's like, yeah, you're here. Come on, sit down, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, well, my camera gear is not here. What? Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, thankfully they had their own equipment, except I've only always shot Sony and they shoot Canon okay. and it's all opposite. Right. Right. Yep. That's why. Yeah. I, like most of my camera gear is like Panasonic just because, you know, I like to know 
the menu settings. I, you know, if right. I go to one different cameras, I'm like, okay, it's a Panasonic menu set. So all my cameras are, like, I'm a Panasonic guy, but yeah. But I mean, so, you grab one of those and everything is oh, like yeah. opposite. I've, I, oh yeah. Can, opposite. I'm, I've Canon is like another language to me. Yeah. So I, so I then took that night to study it and figure out best I could how to utilize it so that I could do something with it the next day, yeah. you know, again, I'm shortening this story, even though it doesn't seem like it. Every day we're, we're checking in to see where my stuff is. And as it turns out, they ended up holding it because of my drone. Oh, really? Yeah. The drone did it. The drone did it. So Saturday is our last day. And my, I was just thankful that my camera stuff showed up, but it showed up Friday night. We're sitting there having dinner and all of a sudden here comes wheeling in my Pelican. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm hugging it. You know? <laughs> and cause I'm at this point, I'm like, I just want my stuff. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, but now because I have the proper equipment in order to do what we're here to do. Now I got a f- big job ahead of me for right. Saturday, the final right. day. Right. So we get out there and I'm flying the drone and I'm trying to, you know, do what I do with my camera, with my shots. And uh, it got to be, about noon, I think it was lunchtime that we came in and they're like, listen, we got plenty of stuff. We want you to, we know this is a trip of a lifetime for you. We want you to enjoy and we want you to fish. Like, oh, that's oh wonderful. God. Yeah. I'm like, thank goodness. So we went out and uh, so there was, there was two gals there that I was shooting and um, I was with them in, in their boat. And, you know, they just, St. Croix just asked me, they said, just if you get an opportunity to get some shots, get some shots. Right. Um, so I, w- I was anytime I had an opportunity, I did, but I ended up catching a seven pounder. So I was super yeah. cool. I was, I was cool. Absolutely. And then uh, Ryan teach from St. Croix, he came over with his guide and he says, jump in the boat. We're going, we're going fishing. I'm like, sweet. Cause me and Ryan, we fished together, you know, a few times and we're, we're, we're friends we're going somewhere all of a sudden that we've never been before. All of a sudden we're going up the river, the, the, the feeder river to the whole place. Nice. We haven't been there yet. Well, yeah. all of a sudden you get up in there and there's hyacinth and there's green. Oh, this geez. is the first time we've seen green. That's you know, awesome. Know, yeah. right? So Ryan is having success with the A-Rig and, mm-hmm. and most of our success was like a 4.8 Kai tech, you know, mm-hmm. with a half ounce head and, uh, we caught, he caught a little one. I caught a little one. He caught a little one. It messed up his a rig. He was sitting down. I got up on the casting deck and the, you, you know what these boats are. They're just, yep. they're just, yep. they're just John boats. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm up there by myself and I, I bomb a cast and reeling and all of a sudden boom. And it looked like I snagged a stick. Cause you look down and instantly and all you see is a stick and nothing's moving. And then all of a sudden it moves. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is a giant. And, and, and the guide in the back stands up grande. <laughs> yes. He just jumps up, dude. He comes running to the front of the boat. He gets up there and, and he, he's, he's, you know, he's like, he's ready. You know, he doesn't want to screw this up. That thing gets in the net and everybody goes nuts. It was me and, and Ryan and, and the guide and, and we're all hugging and loving and, and, you know, doing what we do. And, 
he puts it on the scale and it was a, it was the only post post bond female that we caught that week. And it was 11 pounds. Wow. Nice. Nicely yeah. done. That is killer. Right yeah. on, man. Yeah. Yes. So it was, a, so it was a PB of mine. I That's awesome, man. I had four hours to you. fish. As it turned out, I caught the biggest fish of the trip of anybody. Nice, man. We both wow. caught 11 pounders at El Salto. How great is that, brother? That's so awesome, man. On, yeah. on a work trip. <laughs> exactly. Man, we got more in common than we knew. Absolutely. But, but that yeah, is fantastic. And that's yeah. the thing, too. That story, um, you know, if you just look at the surface of what we do, it's glamorous. It's, oh, my gosh, you're around all these big names in fishing and you're out right. in the outdoors and when you had travel and particularly international travel, oh, I haven't done international travel in a while. Mm-hmm. I don't miss it. I'm going to say it. Can, it's so like your experience. I've had times I've been up in Canada where uh, I don't know if you're familiar with a carne. You've heard of a carne. It's all no. these. I couldn't even explain to you what it is, but it's a document that you need if you're going to bring equipment, oh, you know, into the country to make sure. I want to make sure I have this right. I could be wrong. It's been a while. Okay. Um, but to make sure that you're going to be leaving with the same equipment, you're not going to be no. going to Canada or anywhere and so selling it's, it. It's, it's the it's declaring. It's the same thing. It's, but yeah. So this this document was called a carne, and I don't okay. know if it was just Canada. I get into Canada. I'm I'm doing a, a musky shoot uh, on uh, the Ottawa River in Montreal. I land okay. in Montreal and got all my equipment. And the guy, uh, the at the um, you know the the agent there, he's like, "Where's your carnet?" And I'm like, and I honestly no I speaking I, no English. I think, I think it just <laughs> hit me there, like when he asked me that. I was like, oh. Oh boy. I forgot to do the whole process of the carne, you know, mm-hmm. and I just acted stupid. So there's another tip you're getting from this podcast. Just act stupid. Act like you didn't, you know, if you forget a document, just, just, just act like you didn't know what it was just. And so that, and many of these guys, they do not want to deal with a hassle, yeah. you know, uh, of uh, the, you know, of having to, go through the whole rigmarole. So he was thankfully, thankfully, he just let me go. And the shoot happened. And really moments wow. like that, ha- like some touch and go moments, even if you're, you know, sometimes with your, your guests, like they might have something that comes up and like, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of moments where shoots can just go South very quick. Well, and it's a real roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. It's, it's like, so it's very stressful. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, lot of things that can go wrong and it's, it's, it's stressful, but then hindsight, these are great stories that we're going to be able to tell for the rest exactly. of our lives. You know, exactly. even though right. that was a horrible experience, it's a great story. Yeah. I, t- <laughs> I it, it is. And that's what I've said this for a long time. For me, life is about experiences, right? Yeah. Experiences with loved ones, uh, people that you cherish, you know, and fishing provides so many moments, right. you know, uh, 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 so many great life experiences. Yeah. Um, that to me is what life is all about. It's about those moments, those experiences, even some of those that are like, oh. yeah. but 
you know, and so that's what we do, uh, what we enjoy doing, fishing, um, still photography, videography, having those, those moments with guys like Zona, you know, I've told my wife this, I said, listen, I could die from the most horrendous um, thing tomorrow. I mean, just a, I, you know, just a terrible way to die. If I, I tell my wife, I said, don't worry about it. All right. I don't care if I get tossed into a meat grinder, the most excruciating death ever. I tell my wife, don't worry about it. It's over. I had a great life. Don't even, it's don't even worry, but don't feel sorry for me. Don't go, oh gosh, Greg died in a meat grinder. Oh my God. I mean, you know, it's like, I, I lived a great life. I, I met amazing people. I've had amazing experiences, you know? Um, well, that's, hey, no regrets. That's right. Exactly. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> Cheers that, to that. That's the way that, that, that. <laughs> and I'm done. You're done. Uh, you might have a pro actually that that's actually my fifth. Just kidding. I was only, <laughs> was only one. <laughs> but uh there's no that's the only way to live man it, it, is you know and i feel sorry for the people that don't get to experience it you know even though what we work hard uh it's a pur- there's a purpose and there's no and there's no regrets and we have lots of memories and you know if we can do something to help somebody else the way that we've been helped along the way i feel like that's that's uh you know something that I, I try to think about, you know, I try to think about how can I help somebody else because I've been helped in so many ways, well, you know, real quick, cause we're running out of time, but uh, not that I couldn't go all night, but whatever. No, um, I'm, I'm in no hurry. So you feel, <laughs> feel free. This is podcast. I kind of go on the Joe Rogan model, you know, podcasting. Right. So it'll end when it ends. Yes. Um, so another key person that has come into my life was, um, and I think we, maybe we didn't finish a piece anyway. So, um, when Mike got me my first shot in Game and Fish magazine, that's what it was. We got a little sidetracked on my, on my Zona and KVD deal. Um, that was my first opportunity for me to get exposed to the people at Game and Fish magazine. And so then there was another opportunity where Mike used one of my shots and, got exposed. Well, as it turned out, they started really enjoying my work and uh, biggest compliment in the world. And then all of a sudden, after several times of being in their magazine, uh, their editor, uh, John Toronto, reached out to me and said, we'd like to see if you'd be interested in, in going to Bienville in Florida and doing our tech, our yearly annual tackle test, which by the way, is on your newsstands today. Nice. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, so as I do, and I'm sure you do as well, I, I researched, okay, what, what kind of shots have they done historically in the magazines? You know, what's my competition? What, what, you know, um, who are the people that I'm going to be working with? And so I, through my research, I learned that I'm going to be uh, working with John Toronto I'm going to be working with Ken Duke, who through Mike Pahanek, I knew who Ken Duke was. Um, anybody that's in the fishing industry that doesn't know who Ken Duke is, um, he's like Kevin Van Dam 
you know, he literally knows everything that there is to know in the fishing world period. He knows everybody. And, um, so we go down to Bienville. I'm there. I'm the only photographer. I'm doing the best I can to try to impress, you know, all these people. I already know who Ken is. Me and Ken sit down and, and had a great conversation the first night. The next day we're, we're talking out in the boat and he likes my work, likes me personally, and decides that he wants to take me under his wing and, and help me in the industry. And so this is what we're talking about, making the connections with the right people, you know, and not using them. I, I, I didn't, I didn't ask for it. You know, he, he literally said, I will give you the, the recipe, the plan. If, if you want to do it, all you got to do is follow it. Right. That's fantastic. And so the, 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 you know, the first step was going to the Bassmaster Classic. So mm -hmm. through him, I got there. While we're there, he's introducing me to everybody and anybody that I want to meet. Um, then Redcrest. Next is ICAST. He told me I need to join ASA to go to the ASA Summit. Did that. So I'm following every, you say jump, I say how high. I'm doing whatever it is that you suggest because you are my mentor. And yep, yep. Uh, uh, as he calls it, Sherpa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he doesn't usually get people that, uh, you know, he's offered this to people in the past and people don't take him up on it. They don't want him to go through the extra work, the extra effort and all this kinds of stuff. And Ken's like, if you, if there's ever a place that you need to be, he said, it's the ASA summit, but in the meantime, you need to work through the process. You need to, you need to get introduced to people. You need to showcase your work, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm doing whatever you tell me to do. And this is all, this is all. What I'm saying right now is stuff that I feel like as we talked about, what advice can we give to younger people? Absolutely. It's like mm -hmm. when you get an opportunity, use it and run with it because uh, that's how you're going to make it to the next level. You know, so I went from my, my first opportunities were Game and Fish Magazine, Pradco, St. Croix. Those are the three that I started with, basically. Those are the ones that were having me work with them regularly and hard. I mean, to be able to come into the industry, you know, those are, those are awesome accounts, man. And to work at that level that quickly, Absolutely. you know what I mean? It's like the, the, the overnight sensation kind of a story of a country singer or something like that yeah. is, is how and this I, is, I mean, this has been a big year for you too. It sounds like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so I got to meet all these people that I, that, that, that I wanted to meet through Ken. Um, but you know, he knows me personally. He knows my work ethic. He knows my, my stuff, my, my shots are, are good stuff. Um, and he know he knows how hard I work. And he knew that if he stuck his neck out for me, I wouldn't make him look bad. And that's, that's, right. that's and right. that's, the, that's the important part is giving somebody the confidence to know that I can, I can rep, re recommend you and you're not going to make me look. That's look exactly bad. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, being competent, you know, having all the skills, being competent, working hard. Um, yeah. People will see that and they'll also see that uh, with some time getting to know you a little bit that, yeah, you're someone who is trustworthy. Right. You no. Know? So be trustworthy. 
<laughs> you know, exactly. um, just be well, and, 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 a and, human being. And, and, you know, I don't know how you, you know, got started, but, uh, you know, obviously our moms are our biggest advocates and oh, yeah. like oh. my, my mom, you know, early on, I would say I'm doing this. Well, how much are you charging? Cause my mom's an entrepreneur too. Yeah. How much are you charging? I'm like doing it for free. It's like, what are you talking about? Your stuff is amazing. Yeah. Mama. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, I, I, I know you love my stuff and, and I like it because, right, right. because I'm doing it because I like it. Right. Um, but I'm like, nobody knows who getting bit productions is. Nobody knows who Brad Richardson is. I have, you have to get out there and you have to do stuff for free. Mm-hmm. And this is more, this is, this is advice. That's that is one of the biggest ones in my opinion. Don't ever say you're too good to, to work for free or I deserve this or I should have that. No, you have to, you have to work to get it. And I've done, I've done a lot of stuff for free just for the opportunity to help somebody and to give me an opportunity to build my portfolio. That's right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so now fast forward a little bit through, through this last busy several months through the Bassmaster Classic and Red Crest and, and all this stuff as we move forward and regular and, um, the tackle test. Now I'm, I have Pradco game and fish fishing tackle retailer with Ken Duke, um, Gamakatsu, Spro, Millennium Marine products, Aftco hook. Uh, wow. just got, just got wow. Eagle claw, Eagle claw. Just, we just got hooked up with them. And so at this point now, because this is my side gig, I'm full. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Only way I, I, I can't give 110% to 200 people. I can give right. 110% to so right. many. So that's another thing you can't, you, at some point you just got to say, okay, I've, I've got all the brands that I want to work with because I believe in their product. I like the company. I like, you know, who they are. I use it. It's not, it's not fake. It's, I use it. It's real. Um, you got to believe in your product. Yeah. And, um, so now I'm, I'm full and now I'm just trying to do the best I can for them and give myself an opportunity to gain uh, good, good, uh, you know, exposure and continue to build my, my name, you know? And that ladies and gentlemen is how it's done. That is like, honestly, that, that's an impressive uh, client list. I will say if you're eating up with fishing, you know, and you want to work in the fishing industry, that list of clients, that is very impressive. There's no other way to put it. I mean, that's, that's uh, kudos to you, my friend. Um, you know, that's, that's a testament to just, you know, that's a person that busts their ass. If you're a young person, that just doesn't happen. Um, that's a lot of hard work. I, I know that, uh, I know that without a doubt in my mind. Exactly. Okay, uh, congrats to you, man. That's, that's Thank really, you. really impressive. Thank you, dude. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, one, one more thing I'd like to just talk a little bit about that is the most recent uh, opportunity that's come about is um, I don't know if you know who Joel Vanderkroll is. I don't. So I don't he think is, so. he's, he's a videographer, photographer, uh, you know, freelance 
and so he works with Stryker and okay. Johnson Out- Johnson Outdoors and 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 whatnot. So him and I have been friends through social media, just like me and you. Okay. Uh-huh. But we didn't meet ever meet in person until the classic. Okay. You know, and just like uh-huh. me and you didn't meet in person until Red Crest. Right. right. Yeah. Well, Joel lives four hours west of me, and um, we're we're both in the same you know deal, freelance, blah blah blah. Um, kind of crazy what's all been happening in the last three weeks. But um, I don't. Do you know uh, Jeff Kolodzinski? Yep. Kolo. Okay. Yep. Marathon yep. man. Right. Yeah. So I got invited to be uh, a cameraman for the marathon man. Okay. Happy to help. Again, this is another one of those giving things. This is another opportunity for me to give back because obviously that's a not-for-profit. It's all about fundraising and, 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 and helping. There's lots of different causes that that is for. It's, it's an amazing event. Um, This will be the third year. It's, it's growing like crazy. And uh, this is the first year that we're actually trying to grow it to the point instead of it being regional, but going and going nationally with it. Okay. And so we're bringing on Eagle Claw with the new with that new relationship because Joel and I both Joel actually recommended me to Eagle Claw, and and so we're both we're working with Eagle Claw. Um, Saint Croix is already there. Awesome. Aftco already is there. Awesome. That's Can such a do. cool company. I'm such a fan of AFCO and their stuff with their make their clothes and stuff. Well, and awesome. they're a great and they're a great company. You know what yeah. I mean? The people behind that company, yeah. the story there is super, super That's cool. Awesome. Um, and uh, um, yeah. So uh, actually, the other crazy thing is is that Ken Duke is actually going to be the MC there this year, which is you usually there's another guy, but they needed somebody to fill the spot. And as it turned out, Ken was the guy. And I didn't even know this until all of a sudden me and Joel are talking. He's like, yeah, Ken Duke's going to be the MC. I'm like, what? I got to be involved, right? So for the last three weeks, me and Joel and Ken and Colo have been in, in, in meetings uh, weekly. I'm, I'm working on building this thing so that we can grow it into this awesome thing that it needs to be, uh, you know, because it's coming up. I mean, September 10th is going to be here before we know it. Yeah. Um, but that is one of those opportunities that I'm super excited to give back to. Um, and, and, you know, so initially it was all about me just helping do some camera work to help during the 24 hour period. Sure. Um, but, uh, then it turned out that now I'm on the strategic team and trying to help, you know, right. Sure. Push, help this thing. So, super cool and excited about that. And, uh, my plate is full, dude. My plate's I'm uh this might sound kind of silly, but I'm proud of you. You know, we oh, haven't thanks. known each other for that long, but but um uh, you've you've done well, my friend. Like that's that's what it takes, you know. And and for someone who's eaten up with fishing, uh you deserve it. You know, you've 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 got the talent, it's obvious. Thank um, you. but we need um I'm I'm always excited to see people that get this thing uh in positions where you're at. Um, because that's what, that's what fishing needs, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah. We just try to be good examples and, and, you know, uh, live beyond ourselves and help others, you know, uh, absolutely because this is a troubled world that we live in these days. Oh boy. And and as far as talking about timing of this thing beyond the, the people that are going to be involved is the fact that 
we've been shut down for over two years now, right? The fact that um, our world is now just starting to open up and where better place to be than in the outdoors and, and introducing people to fishing and hunting and getting them outside and all of the people that struggle, you know, uh, kids and, and all this stuff. I mean, the timing of this, of this uh, marathon man thing, in my opinion, and, and we're all talking about how it just seems like it's meant to be like, now is the time to do this thing and to blow it up to the next level and do everything we can to help uh, draw, bring new people to fishing. You know, I mean, obviously we had record growth during the, during COVID, but, uh, according to Ken Duke is the, who is the ultimate guy in understanding statistics and follows everything. He said that, uh, it, it's dropped back down again. So mm. we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not still at the same level as we were when COVID was peaking. You know what I mean? It's, it started to go back down again, but still we're at a point right now where it, it's so important and there's so much value in bringing kids. And, and, and for me, because I'm in a home that's surrounded by females, uh, I'm a big, I'm, I'm praying, I'm, I'm praying for you. <laughs> I'm a big advocate for kids and women and getting them involved in, that's in right. the outdoors. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, and, and I, you know, I think to that point, um, as far as, uh, fishing you know weathering the storm and weathering that covid storm you know i don't know how this decade's gonna go it's certainly i feel like we're in for some real ups and downs yeah. and i'll say this industry and just you know you brought up covid it's a perfect example how well it did you know i i bought a boat in uh, at the end of 2000 and i mean i it was really very difficult because there was no inventory Right. People were buying boats. People were getting outside. Yeah. So I think um, fishing is a release. Um, it's just, it's a place. And it's, you know, I've, I've succumbed to some of the, the negativity around just what all the, I, I've just been a news junkie. I'm such a news junkie. I've been a news junkie for, I'm with you. boy, it can be real taxing. This, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I have to take through. breaks. I have to force myself to take a break. Oh. I, I mean, I immerse myself into it. I really want to be educated, right? I want to be educated. I'm a control freak, I guess. That's why I, I want, I've learned that I can't sit in another, in, on a plane. I got to sit by the window. Right. I've been booked on like, I've, I've been in the middle seat in the aisle and I'm just, I, I freak out. I'm like, I don't know what this plane is doing right now. You know, it's like uh, the whole, <laughs> the whole thing with, with, um, with COVID and just, just geopolitics, it's just wacky. Right. Yeah. So I've had to, I've had to go, Greg, you have to have some balance here and doing what we're doing right now. Um, I mean, I've got a, I got a 90 gallon aquarium right over there that I wanted to start doing underwater, you know, I saw, I saw your uh, Instagram post. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I just, that is what, it gets me away from the insanity of the world. And I think, you know, I need to have a better balance, but I think just with angling uploaded and with another fishing podcast, what I'm, it's, it's what I need to break away from the nonsense. Right. Um, and I think it will provide and just fishing in general, it provides a, an oasis for people. 
So I, I need to work on number one, being consistent with what I'm doing here. Um, but also being more positive. Uh, that's not to say that, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to be myself. And sometimes I, I fall, you know, and I falter. Um, but, but I think there is a, there's a wind shadow that people can take solace in with fishing. You know, it's like they can get away from the storm that is that I, I just, I think this is going to be a wild decade. Um, and I think that nature, the outdoors fishing can get people to a point where they can, it's better mentally for them. I know that's how I feel. So yeah. I just think what we're doing, we're in a good place and, right. and I'm excited that you're doing as well as you, you are. And, um, you know, I, I just, I feel thankful that I have fishing, you know, absolutely. because it absolutely. Uh, well, and that's, and, that, and that's the thing is, is that, you know, we need it. That's our release. That's what helps balance our world. Um, the problem is, is the people that don't, that don't have that and don't realize that there's a place that they can go and uh, get some healing, if you will. Yeah. I, I had and, the most, um, and this is really, you know, I, I had a, a guy, um, a young man, uh, direct message me on Instagram the other day. And, and I, I'll ask him if I can read what he wrote to me, but, um, and, and I'll, hopefully I'll be able to, to, uh, read it on the next podcast. But, um, this was a, a, a young man who had been going through some real tough times. And he said, it was the greatest compliment. Um, he said that he, what I was doing with this, little, little YouTube channel, little social media platform and podcast was really helping them get through, um, a tough time. And this is a, this is a young guy that, that really he's getting, um, he's getting away. It's fishing is helping him to get away from his demons, you know, just got through a, a divorce and very, I mean, and I just think to myself, that's what that's, that's motivation for me you know, right. And, right. um, and, it's, it's uh, all it takes is one little inspirational, you know, yeah. moment like that, where you get feedback like that, that it makes it all worth it. It's like, you know what, if I can one, one person as meantime, much meantime, I'm having fun and doing what I'd love oh, to totally. do, but, totally. but the, the benefit is when you get to hear those. And, and I put myself, you know, in his shoes. I remember when I was his age and I remember going, Oh, Oh, this is filling me with joy. Um, you know, I, I was a, I, I'd been through divorce. I'd been through really my, I, I moved a lot as a kid, you know, fishing, fishing gave me that it gave me real joy. I mean, as dark as the world was outside, you know, at times, uh, fishing was always that for me was that constant, um, it, it, it was that place where I could find joy, you know? So to hear uh, where, you know, this young man, he, he was, he was experiencing that and I was helping him to experience that. Yeah. Um, that, that really meant a lot to me. So. Um, well, I, I, and I love where we've gone with this whole thing. You know what I mean? As, as, as we're coming closing kind of, yeah, my wife, her. by the way, I'm surprised that my dogs just didn't go crazy here because my wife, <laughs> my beautiful wife just arrived. Oh. But but um, 
but, but, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I, I love where we're going with this it, 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 because I feel like it's so important to talk about it with where we are, where we've, what we're, where we've been the last couple of years, where we are right now and where we are moving forward. I feel like this is all really valuable stuff that uh, I, there's got to be somebody out there that, that is hearing this. And well, and, there, there, there is no doubt there is. And that's you know, the beauty. That's the beauty of where we are in this moment, as much as we can complain about um, there's plenty of negativity in the world. Oh, we could, but, we could. Yeah. Oh, on and on. No, no yeah. doubt. And I'd love to do another podcast with you and, and maybe we could talk more about that stuff, but, but it, it, uh, this, just the fact that you can be where you are and I can be where I am and we can have this, this conversation that wasn't really possible before, you know, right. where you right. can just, uh, and you know, we talked about Joe Rogan earlier, Joe Rogan kind of proved to people, you can have long conversations that just get down to reality get down to genuine, real conversations with people, yeah. you know, where you can really get to know someone. Right. 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 And then put that out into the world. And, right. and someone, I mean, I look at some of my podcast, uh, podcast uh, statistics, there's like people in Germany that'll, or that are upload. I mean, it's, it's, it's really a beautiful thing that, that um, you can, you can reach out and you can touch so many more people. Now you can grow right. your own audience of your own tribe, if you will. And so right. as much negativity as I told you, we're going to start going. Um, this is, this is my house. It's, it's run by dachshunds. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think it's, it's important not to lose sight of just those modern those are you okay? She's looking Wait. at me. Your mom's supposed to be taking you out. Um, sounded like one just got stepped on, but I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you what my wife just did right, right there. It's getting real crazy. Nice. Um, so no, it, it's um, we should probably wrap it up on, on, on this, but it's a great way to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, there are there's, there's wonderful, um, technology just right, you know, to be able to do a conversation like, like we had tonight and get it out to the world right. so that people, well, we can, we can, um, we can touch people that, you know, like that could really need a conversation like this potentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, uh, it's amazing how popular podcasts have come in the last year and two years. Yeah. Yeah, for Very sure. Very popular. Before I forget, tell me how people can follow you on, on social media and uh, check out your stuff. Yeah. So uh, website is just www.gettingbitproductions.com. Uh, and pretty much the same thing with Facebook and Instagram. It's all just getting bit productions and, and it's G E T N B I T productions. That's, that's the deal. Got it. All right, brother. Um, really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. I knew it'd be a fantastic conversation. Um, I and I think, yeah, yeah, we should, we should do it again. And hopefully we'll see each other on the water. Let's keep in touch. Seriously. Let's keep in touch. Uh, yeah. I'm here in Minnesota, but you know, we, we should definitely hop in a boat somehow, figure it out. We're not that uh, far apart. 
Yeah. So it's turning into a madhouse, a doghouse right now. So I better get out of here. But take care, my friend. I really appreciate yes. it, man. Let's uh, let's uh, try to try to get out on the water together sometime. Absolutely. Let's make it happen.